one set. Rolling. Action. Action. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode and welcome back to a movie review that I'm really excited for. Pinocchio. But not any Pinocchio. No, the father. (laughs) (laughs) If you know, you know. (laughs) But actually, it is the Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. But for those who don't know, Guillermo del Toro is actually my favorite director. And holds, so, of course, we had to watch of it. Of course. <laughs> and holds my favorite movie, which is Pan's Labyrinth. So, um, what is the whole... Because ju- I think Pinocchio is such an iconic character mm-hmm. that, I mean, if you go and say Pinocchio anywhere in the world, most people are going to know who this is. Yeah. So, it's. I think I find it really interesting for movies of Pinocchio still coming out. Especially mm-hmm. this year, like, three different movies came yeah. out. Um. Including I another think Disney be one. Another one happening over the summer. My goodness. Yeah. So I, I find it really curious that these kind of movies are still coming out because I don't even think Pinocchio is. Um, I don't know if it is of like the the public um, domain. Domain. Maybe. It might be of public domain for a long Maybe time. Maybe people are using it. <laughs> Hey, something that we did find out though is uh, the reason why because in this movie there is no Jiminy Cricket mm-hmm. there is Sebastian J. Cricket which he was so so excited to find about. out that they shared a name uh, but it's because in the original fairy tales the Cricket actually didn't have a name it was just Cricket hmm. so Jiminy Cricket is Disney's Cricket but uh, the tour didn't want to stray away too much from that Jiminy Cricket, so call him Sebastian J. Cricket. So you could still kind of assume that the J is for Jiminy. Right. But I was just so excited when I heard Mm -hmm. that. But anyways, what were your first thoughts on uh, this movie? So I had heard through the grapevine of the internet (laughs) that this was darker. Mm -hmm. Like, I I showed you this video. You remember it, I believe. Yeah, even before we watched it. Yeah, this girl had asked uh, Guillermo at an event mm-hmm. like um like kind of along the lines of like did you take into consideration the kids how did you handle or figure out how to tell this story to a child audience because mm-hmm. of, the, of the dark themes in it pretty and much like i are you afraid the kids are gonna watch it <laughs> exactly and he was basically saying like well i believe that kids are actually capable like of nowadays taking in. Because they see so much already, they're mm-hmm. much more capable of being able to handle this subject matter, and then compare it where it would be the adults that the, the adults, but that would have a problem with it, um, because they would think that the kids yeah. just can't handle a darker message, and that needs to be a pure, happy, only fun <clears throat> story. But kids nowadays mm-hmm. can handle it. I just um, think Guillermo has such a distinct. <laughs> um, style in his filmmaking because yeah. he has a really dark mythological looking mm-hmm. filmmaking style yeah but when you think dark filmmaking the first thing the first director i think comes to your mind could be a uh, tim burton mm-hmm. but it is you, different this is dark it's so without different. it being black exactly that's what I, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. so when you think dark you think tim burton mm-hmm. but when you see guillermo del toro you have to say dark yeah for sure. Because mm-hmm. you, then you have like Pain's Labyrinth and you have... I mean, if you've seen Pain's Labyrinth, it's an amazing movie. Like you understand. <laughs> I'll recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you've seen Hellboy, for example, mm-hmm. it's a superhero movie. But it's no... It's not your Captain America. It's not yeah. your Superman. This is a dark superhero mm-hmm. that goes through a lot. Yeah. Uh, so if you've seen Hellboy... Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen The Shape of Water. 
but for what I've seen, it's pretty much more of the it same. Is darker too, so yeah. all of these mm-hmm. movies are like super dark and touch upon really heavy um, topics, the real messages, life topics, yeah. messages. Mm-hmm. But still have that mythological in them. Yeah. Like, Pan's Labyrinth, in a nutshell, is this girl whose mom is uh, dating, because her dad is dead, and is, she's dating a a cap, captain from Spain uh, in the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all centered around this kind of thing. And she's apparently the queen of a kingdom that she has to reach back to through the pan, to the fawn. Uh, and it's just a whole thing. Yeah. So that's like Pan's Labyrinth in a nutshell, which, mm-hmm. I mean, a little girl in Spain Civil War, that's heavy enough on itself. Yeah. Uh, so now we come to Pinocchio, which is this really vivid character. Oh, dad, I want to be a real boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my boy, I want I, I want a kid for the first time. Blah, blah, blah. Of like, it, the original one was like a lesson of like, always listen to your parents. and Exactly. And behave, like, be a good boy. Be aware of people that are going to try to take advantage of you. But this one, it takes it further you learn believe... a lot about geppetto actually oh in this for one sure versus in other movies because originally it was more mm-hmm. like oh i never had a, a kid so i want to have one now yeah. <laughs> this is he had a kid the kid was killed in the war mm-hmm. and he wants him back so badly and we're not that told that he had a that. kid we are shown that he had a kid yeah this and we're shown how he dies and it's so awful to watch like it's so sad like i was like no and, and then Pinocchio in this one too. Oh. yeah Pinocchio notably if you've seen the trailer you'll notice that this is not a puppet this is a full-on wooden boy yeah this is not a little wooden boy in suspenders and a top hat like and this wooden boy is, is not made wooden. out of love mm-hmm. if anything is made out of lust what lo- like he lost his kid Oh, I think I said lust. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's made out of like Loss, sadness. Grief. It's made out of pain, anger. Heartache. Synonyms, of course, as you can tell. It's, if you see it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I hope you've seen it because we're going to spoil a lot of it. And if you don't care, well, yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> this boy is not made out of a happy place. Mm-hmm. This boy is made out of the Geppetto. It's just like, I'm done with everything. Yeah. And I'm super drunk mm-hmm. right now. So I'm going to do this right now. Mm-hmm. And then, like, obviously the story you think sort of centers around Pinocchio. But then suddenly you see that the city has like supporters mm-hmm. of uh Mussolini and that yeah, cuz this explains in what World War, World War II. Two? Um you see that imagery the propaganda spreading into the city mm-hmm. people freaking out at Pinocchio but then the soldier guy being like no you'd actually be perfect cuz you don't mm-hmm. die spoiler alert Pinocchio yeah. can't die he's immortal There's which, a thing with it in which The death scenes are fantastic. They're really cool. I don't know how to describe it other than you have bunny rabbits playing yeah. a game of cards and a scary lion-mask-wearing lady. She's one of the time. fairies. Mm-hmm. And the fairy that brings Pinocchio to life is his her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the whole thing is that if he dies, because he can die, mm-hmm. it just takes a second for him to go back to life. Yeah. And it takes longer every time he dies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Which actually the comes war just sort of like creeps in through everything and you still have like him getting taken advantage of him not understanding his environment um well enough to sort of surpass Mm -hmm. the trouble ahead um and what i thought was like the most shocking was 
I, I'm sure you guys, you guys all remember in the original how there's, um, like, I, feel, I believe there is circus people that mm. want to, like, take him, kidnap right. him. Um, it sounds right to me. I could also just be referencing Dumbo. <laughs> I don't know. But basically people are separating him from Geppetto, and Geppetto is, like, kind of ups- obviously upset about this. But is Pinocchio he... a Green's Brothers? No, I, I don't no think idea. so. I have no idea. Maybe you guys will know. But <laughs> um, he basically starts off just, like, basic performances, mm-hmm. dancing, singing, and then as the war continues and the fascist movement picks up speed, Pinocchio starts, like, singing and promoting Mussolini in the movement behind it. We thought that was so shocking. The reason why, though, it's he crazy. went... Yeah, that was insane. Yeah. There is the voice on... of, like, a little boy singing it, so it's yeah. quite crazy. The reason why he went to the circus to begin mm-hmm. with is because through this whole thing... Pinocchio, um, Geppetto once again was like, you are just annoying and you're just a Briton for me. Because he was trying to re- basically replace his son. Yeah. But he had to learn that Pinocchio is different. He's new. Not He's not the same boy that you mm-hmm. saw and had and was around. This is a completely different boy. Your, your second child is bound mm-hmm. to be behaving different than the first one, and you should not compare. Um, and he basically just grows to love Pinocchio. But that's um, when Pinocchio leaves and it does mm-hmm. the whole thing that you just mentioned. The whole epic adventure around Italy. That is another difference as well. I think the first one was set in, like, your average village town yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. But in this one, but you this actually one see, in like... Italy. You go all around Italy mm-hmm. in this one. You go to Rome and I think was the Pope in one of them I forget I don't remember <laughs> I don't remember no it was I think they were going towards Mussolini oh um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah but in this one you see people die you see kids dying or like I guess yeah, you don't it's pretty see decently them. graphic yeah. um, and you just you really get to see what the youth perspective was at that Mm -hmm. time because there was obviously like a whole bunch of propaganda being like oh this is great this is awesome this is a fantastic fight for your country fight for your country like woo woo. but then you see the opposite side where people are getting killed Mm -hmm. and people are freaking out and it's dangerous and this movie does anything but shying away from Mm -hmm. showing how kids were brought to war and told if you want to be a man you have to go fight Mm -hmm. when you're still in school yeah. And these kids look like they're like 12, 13 years old tops. Even younger. Yeah. And they're It's just a crazy guns. movie. I definitely recommend it though. I I feel like kids would be able to understand yeah, it. Yeah, maybe don't degree. bring your your 2-year-old, 4-year-old, but <laughs> Make sure they're at least old enough to comprehend a movie exactly. first. Exactly. Yeah, I think so. And then if they have any questions, you can let them know. Obviously, they're not going to understand every image that they see, mm-hmm. but I think they can get the gist. This that is not your Disney movie to is, play your toddler yeah. while mm-hmm. you're doing something else. This is definitely darker. Yeah. And I would say it has the same reactionary level of like <gasps> as like The Lion King. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, like the whole <laughs> You, you guys know what I'm talking about. If you want your like, kid ah. to get a message out yeah. of a movie, mm-hmm. get this one for sure. Yeah, definitely. It was really good overall. This movie actually had really great um, cast, actually. Really yeah. great known names. So, first off, this did come out in December, Yeah. Uh, by the way, but it is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That is where we watched it. We didn't go see it in a theater. Um, Sadly enough, though, actually. 
Sadly. It, did it ever go in theaters? I, I don't think so. I don't remember, actually. I think it was straight to Netflix, because um, I think it's Netflix original. So, <laughs> I was shocked to find this out. But uh, Geppetto was voiced by yep. David Bradley, who, if that name doesn't sound familiar, I don't blame you. David Bradley played Filch <laughs> in the Harry Potter series. And that is him now. That I is was so amazing. Completely shocked. Yeah, I had when no I saw idea. the IMDb of the movie, I was like, I know this guy. Why do I know this guy? Yeah, exactly. Um, then we have Candlewick, which is basically like Pinocchio's friend, played by oh, Enemy at first. Enemy at first, and then friend, and then lost friend. Come on. Candlewick is <laughs> voiced by Finn Wolfhard. Yep. It is a smaller part, so if you're going to watch the movie to hear his voice, you're it's not going to hear much. You're not really going to hear much. Uh, the Cricket was voiced by Ewan McGregor. Um, very popular guy. I'm sure you all know that name by now. <laughs> uh, weirdly enough, on Google, it doesn't list um, his part, but I'm going to... I'm pretty sure he's Pinocchio. Yeah. Uh, Gregory Mann. Which he looks to be about the age that Pinocchio. Pinocchio, which is like, <laughs> I'm guessing like 12, yeah. 13. In this movie um, though, and it's something that actually um, made me really happy, mm -hmm. the whale is still a thing in this movie. Yes. And it's so well Definitely. done. Definitely. Okay, so. So well done. So well done. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we <laughs> actually <laughs> didn't tell you guys accidentally, what? but this is a animated film. If you haven't guessed it yet. Yes. But it is a stop motion. Mm -hmm. Beautifully so done. Absolutely beautiful. One of the reviews I have talks about that as well. Uh, and then are you going to talk about what Guillermo said about how he wanted to animate? Go for it. Just go for it. Sure. Say so it now. In one of his interviews, <laughs> Guillermo Toro was expecting... My line uh, is going off. I told you to turn it off. <laughs> uh, Guillermo is talking about how he has to animate imperfections mm -hmm. to make it perfect. And yeah. that's something that he learned from someone else. I don't remember who he was talking about. But how if you animate reality, mm -hmm. it looks more fantastic than if you just animated it perfectly. So mm. in this film, you can see Geppetto kicking bottles accidentally. You can see things falling on the background. You can see mess. Yeah. You don't see perfection. You can see him wobbling. Neat. You can see the way he kind of just bobs up yeah. and down and walking. Even, if, even though like... In normal animation, he'd be a little bit, be a little bit more stiff, maybe mm -hmm. a little more poised with his actions. Because I mean, you get to decide every yeah. single move, mm -hmm. so it could be neat. But his movements were like a rep, a replica of like how he was feeling or mm -hmm. what he was experiencing. So when he was experiencing grief, he was a little more off kilter. When he was, he was heavy drunk, looking. he was like really yeah. wobbling. I can't imagine how Falling long that took to understand that, how to do that. I believe um, this. He was. He animated something of it, but this You're convinced, was convinced. But I'm not I am convinced. convinced. <laughs> but this was done by his uh, animation company mm -hmm. in Mexico, actually. So one could argue this is an international film because he was done by a Mexican one in Mexico. Can argue. Mm -hmm. But he's also a Hollywood uh, director, so mm -hmm. I guess it is just a Hollywood movie. <laughs> it's not just a Hollywood. movie. Well, you know movie. what I mean. It's not like. Egypt, uh, it's not like uh, Del Toro could all of a sudden win Best International Film, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think this one would necessarily... I feel like that's reserved for ones that are specifically also in another language. Yeah, This that's is all a... primarily in English. Yeah. With, like, maybe, like, one or two words in Italian, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't quite remember. Yeah, because British films are also not... <laughs> yes. <laughs> international films. 
So let me go into some reviews. reviews. Let's do this thing. She um, hasn't told me that given last episode's Starbaganza of me saying, oh, you haven't read the the, the, the review, blah, blah, blah. Um, she wanted to like laugh on my face. <laughs> Yet here I am reading through trying the review, to look trying it. to find oh, the part that I wanted to read. I told out. her to copy and paste it, but you know how she is. At this point, you guys know that you have. I have to have a filler, on the meantime while she looks for it. <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just like, what else can I tell them? You know. Oh, but by the way, what? in the upcoming weeks, no, you keep looking. I'm, tell- oh, I'm talking to them. <laughs> uh, actually, today we have a double feature. We had a double feature. Uh, we saw Megan and we saw Babylon. So you can expect those uh, coming up soon as well. Uh, yesterday, we went to the Coolidge Theater uh, and we saw Skinamarink, uh, an indie filmmaker uh, that made Skinamarink uh, as his directorial debut. So that one's coming up next. And then we also have, uh, I believe the next one actually would be um, Avatar, The World Water. Possibly. <laughs> oh, oh, it might be Glass Onion. Because we also saw that We'll one. talk about that more later. Let's get into some reviews. So this first one is from CNN. So they go on to say, mm. Pinocchio turns out to be another interesting visual choice resembling a creature carved out of wood more than the puppet from the Disney classic whose shadow lingers over this production in a number of ways. For sure. Perhaps foremost, Del Toro <laughs> makes the ill-advised decision to incorporate mm. songs into the story, although he keeps interrupting them, which might speak to a certain lack of conviction about that particular aspect. I think it made it funny. It did make it funny. It usually was interrupting um, Sebastian's Mm -hmm. songs. So um, it appears um, Del Toro appears determined to connect this Pinocchio to larger and more ambitious themes. Setting the tale in Italy during the rise of Mussolini, he shows other young boys being drafted to serve the fascist state. It's an intriguing but ultimately muddled departure, grounding a story associated with fantasy in grim historical reality. Hmm. Not surprisingly, given his track record, Del Toro fares better in creating a rich visual template with the fairy and the sea monster bringing to mind the inventiveness of his landmark film Pan's Labyrinth through an animated filter. Because hmm. it's not um, a whale, right? It's like an actual full-on monster. Monster, yeah. While Del Toro's take is much more interesting... Um, take is much more interesting nor can it be viewed as an unqualified success, making one wonder whether everyone might have been simply better off leaving the 1942 classic alone. Obviously, the intent was to make a movie that isn't your granddad's Pinocchio. And Del Toro, who also put his possessory brand on the Netflix anthology Cabinet of Curiosities, has accomplished that mission. Surely has its moments, but beyond answering the streaming giant's wish for another marquee attraction car from a beloved property, any praise comes with a few strings attached, depriving it of the consistent sense of wonder that would qualify as a dream come true. Hmm. It's an interesting review. You can take that as you yeah. go. It literally says as the title, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is beautiful but comes with too many strings attached. I, I think this is something I said while watching the movie. We cannot compare this movie really to any other Pinocchio yeah. much. Because mm-hmm. this is just his own thing. This is not... You cannot just compare a kid's movie mm-hmm. from Disney to this masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. So... By the way, mark my words, January 16th, 2023, in this very podcast, one day we'll have Del Toro as an interviewee. You're here to hear now, folks. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just gonna leave it blank for now. What do you mean, leave it blank? I'm not gonna speak until you speak. Oh, I see how it we'll is. We'll see how long that goes for. So, um, this next one is from The Guardian. It gave it a five out of five stars. And I'll read just this little bunch here. It says, Like Spielberg, Del Toro is fascinated by the Frankenstein's elements of a story in which monsters are not what they seem, and the attainment of humanity is portrayed as a flawed venture that must be solved through narrative poetry rather than physical transformation. Hmm. Both directors also embrace the surreal visual spectacle of a story that sends oh, yeah, its my characters... Oh, another director. Well, he's, they're more talking about Spielberg and Del Toro. Okay, I see. In comparison. Um, but he did work with his yeah. animator as like a co-director yeah. on this film as well. But anyways, both directors also embrace the surreal visual spectacle of a story that sends its characters into the belly of the beast via grotesquely gaping jaws with Del Toro also cheekily tipping his hat towards Spielberg's most explosive creature feature. While mm. Puppet's creative supervisor, Georgina Haynes, looked into the realism with an abstract brush stroke of Norman Rockwell and Andrew Wyeth cinematographer Frank Passingham, whose credits include Chicken Run, Kubo and the <laughs> Two Strings, directed his crew to The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two for lighting references. With the Vulpine Christoph Waltz and a freaky monkey Kate Blanchett joining Ron Perlman, John Turturro, and Finn Wolfhard in the voice cast and Alexander Desplat, I hope I'm saying that last name right, on composer duties. Otor co-wrote song lyrics for earworm heartbreakers such as the Oscar-tipped Chow Papa. Which, that's cool. That I didn't know that. That was great. Um, this is a starry fair indeed, yet ultimately it's the film's sheer strangeness the, that peculiarly magical, lapsed Catholic sensibility that runs throughout all of Del Toro's most personal works that makes this sing and fly. Yeah. Yes. Is that your only reaction to that? Just, I, yes? That's correct. <laughs> Agree. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Great. I'm glad that that's all you have this to say fantastic. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll tell you right now what the director, the other director is, because I feel like needs to be recognized as well. I don't know if it was 50-50, yes. eh, but... Yeah, I didn't necessarily say if it was. Yeah, but... so it was Guillermo Toro and Mark Gustafsson. There you go. So congratulations. Great work. It is called Guillermo Toro's Pinocchio, so... Well, really I'm going to explain why. This next okay. review touches that. This is from Slate.com. It says, Del Toro first announced his plans to make Pinocchio in 2008. <gasps> and the project <gasps> yeah, was set remember. up and fell apart several times over the years, which helps explain why, even though it arrives less than a year after his Nightmare Alley, the movie has the feel of a at, of a last at-bat, a go-for-broke heedlessness that avoids the micromanaged fussiness that often infects live-action directors for forays into animation mm. and it says here in quotations looking at you wes anderson <laughs> it goes on to say at times the movie simply feels overstuffed mimicking the episodic structure of the book so obviously this is based on a book mm-hmm. um if very few of its particulars to the extent that it can feel like you've nodded off um and woken up in the middle of a different story altogether but its inventiveness is so vivid that no matter where you are at any given moment you're happy to be there why is the afterlife through which Pinocchio passes inhabited by poker-playing <laughs> rabbits who speak in Yiddish slang with the voice of Tim Blake Nelson? Perhaps the question is, why not? That goes yeah. for Kate Blanchett's credit as the voice of the circus monkey, Spazatura, a world, a world, Loving wordless you. role that consists mainly of screeching and blowing raspberries. He did speak, though, through yes, his puppets. but Kate specifically know, got the credit <laughs> for the... the <laughs> 
Spasa so, is a great character that was added onto this one. Fantastic character. That oh my goodness, the ending. The ending is just amazing. Don't tell them the ending. I'm not gonna tell you the you ending. You need to watch it to yeah. know the ending. But by the so. way, yeah, I mean Guillermo del Toro is kind of the unfinished projects director. Sadly, he's been through. He is known for that by now. Yeah. yeah. Sadly, I mean, not his fault. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, but. I'm sure that that made up for a better movie. I can't imagine what this would have looked like in 2008. Exactly. Um. So I'm actually happy that he took more time. Because this looks so much next it. gen. Yeah, we were talking about that. It might just be um, nominated for best animated film. We weren't saying that, and I'm gonna come, I'm gonna put my hand in the fire right now. What? So by the way, we're gonna have our own awards in February. Oh, thanks for telling them. They need to know. They need to get ready. Oh, well, okay, we're going to have our and Cut Awards in February to compete with the Oscars for our picks. Hopefully, we'll have... Best everything. Be- we'll have better <laughs> viewing as well. <laughs> we're going to cross our fingers on that. We'll be posting more about it on Instagram. But I'm going to put my hand in fire right now. And unless it's like... My life as an animation feature right now, this has to win Best Animation Feature of the hmm. Year. Because it did come out in 2022. Yes. So if this doesn't get an Oscar for it, the one that wins better be better be the best thing that anybody has ever seen in their entire world. Because <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, it already happened with Claws. Losing over Toy Story 4. Yeah, Claws was beautiful. Toy Story 4 was fine. It was good. Yeah, solid the movie. one. It's the fourth one, and Claws, I think, had so much, like, technically and story-wise mm-hmm. that kept me captivated throughout, and I feel the same way about this one. So if you're from the so Academy and you're listening right now, <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> if you do not give this guy an Oscar for this movie. I am just so happy that my Gij already has a... Did you just call him my Gij? Yeah, we're besties <laughs> at this point. Uh, he already has an Oscar, thankfully. Not for he's not been fully snubbed. <laughs> it's not for his best work, which was Pan's Labyrinth. What did he get it for? And Ship of Water. Oh, I'm pretty. Right. I'm not I do sure. remember that. I don't remember if it was for best director. Well, yeah, it would. It should have been for best director, but he has an, an Oscar at least. Mm-hmm. But he needs a second one. He needs five. Minimum. He's more. <laughs> five Give is the everything. minimum. <laughs> he needs to be that? the Tom Brady of anime. <laughs> he needs to be the Tom Brady of directors. Yeah, you got a number one fan right here, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't think... I mean, Jordan Peele is another really great director that I really admire. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of up and coming, and he has a lot of uh, work to do. Uh, but Guillermo del Toro just has done so much throughout the years. I'm just fangirling over here. <laughs> you love him too much. You can't compare him to Jordan Peele like that. And he's also That's Latino, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Guillermo of the Bulls. What? That's his last name. Oh, of the right, Bulls. I forgot. <laughs> William of the Bulls. <laughs> so, uh, out of five clapping boards, how would you rate this film? It's really complicated because I don't know if you if I should rate it as a kids movie or if I should rate it as an animation or I don't know what to rate it. How would as. you rate it differently as an animated film? I think I would just rate it five out of five clapping boards. Oh, okay. Why? It just left me that really funny taste in my mouth as, like, I need more, mm. but also, like, why? 
<laughs> the question was left unanswered. No, no questions were unanswered. I just, I, I decided something else. Hmm. It was just you were too left real. Wanting more. It was. You too were real. definitely heartbroken. Yeah. We both were crying at the yeah. end of the movie. <laughs> you know what? I'll yeah. give it a four point eight. Hmm. Because I have a, another five out of five. Which in don't my you head dare right reveal what it is? But we just watched a five out of five. This week. And we'll we'll be talking about that one later. But I have yeah. another five out of five, so I think that one being better than yeah. this one, this one deserves a little less. Yeah, I definitely I'm gonna give this one a four out of five. Mm. Four point five, actually is what I meant to say. So I'm gonna give it a four point five. Because overall very solid, yeah. very enjoyable, very sad. Yeah. But overall I enjoyed it. Solid. However, knowing what a five point five yeah. feels like That's my it's same- not there. If it I hadn't seen there. this movie, it would have been a 5.5. Let me describe to you guys what a 5.5, 5 out of 5 is supposed to sound like, or feel like. You're supposed to feel like you're just, oh my Overwhelmed. God. Like, you're just, what did I just watch in a good way? Yeah. And you're supposed to leave either the theater or turn off the TV just feeling like, oh, It's those movies in which the movie wow. ends and you don't get up. You want to watch you're it You're looking again. at the screen and you're like... In shock. Huh. Just... That was amazing. I'm in love. You go search it up on TikTok. You start watching <laughs> as much again. You find the soundtrack. You just become in love. And I didn't feel fully like that with Pinocchio. Yeah. I'm not going to be thinking about Pinocchio for a little bit. Right? After this movie. Especially after Correct. what we just watched. <laughs> We'll, but get we'll that leave it at that. <laughs> On Pinocchio, 4.8, 4.7 for me. I think that's pretty solid. It deserves so, it. So uh, you guys should totally watch it. Like I said, it's on Netflix. I don't think it's going to be taken off of Netflix nah. anytime soon. So please go watch it. 10 out of 10, I recommend. Um, but I think that is all we have for you guys today. Yeah, and I think the next one will be Glass Onion because it came out a while ago. You'll know before we do at this rate. <laughs> um, but hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you for coming along with another movie review with us, your favorite hosts. For sure. Um, Please follow us on our YouTube <laughs> channel at that film couple and then definitely follow us on instagram and cut the podcast you can follow me at kate johnston 622 and you can follow me at sebas elip on instagram upcoming you can also follow us on tiktok oh yes we're making a tiktok not yet but maybe my next episode share on our instagram when that is created so make sure you follow along for any and all updates regarding that in our tiktok you'll be able to see really quick summary of what we just watched we're gonna do and what more movie reviews more content more fun hope you guys enjoy the ride that is all for tonight thank you so much for being here and cut, cut.